Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of The Law and Finance Show. And today we're going to talk about a very important topic that impacts every, every law firm. I mean, if you do not have a marketing strategy that is actually tailored to get you the type of results that you want, then you're probably going to be throwing away a lot of money. So I brought on a great guest who has been on several different podcasts. She's been speaking at different places. She's been putting out great content. So I am excited to have our guest, Annette Chosey, on. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, Annette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Annette, I've seen you know some of the things that you've done on LinkedIn and, and the different platforms. And so for the people who may not be familiar with you, can you share a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I've been an attorney for 23 years, proud member of the Missouri Bar. I actually pivoted to digital marketing several years ago. I worked for a very large digital marketing agencies. And after what, after several years of doing that, I sort of realized that they were a little disingenuous when it came to SEO and marketing to lawyers. And also their content wasn't legally accurate. It wasn't ethically compliant. And so I just decided to start my own digital marketing agency, which is Lockwell. And I have a podcast, Legal Marketing Lounge, and I wrote a best-selling book called Click Magnet. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And I guess for you, when you started to realize that, hey, you know what? Some of these, you know, a big branding agencies or marketing agencies probably weren't providing the best quality service to law firms. You know, were there they're like certain client situations that you saw, or was it just the accumulative, you know, perspective of just seeing so many small things time after time it all d all of the above yes i mean it really was the fact that i feel like digital marketing agencies a lot of them didn't start targeting law firms they worked in other industries and then they saw dollar signs when they saw law firms right and so they know that law firms, lawyers don't know about SEO, about backlinks, about meta descriptions, schema mark. They don't know about this. They're not supposed to, right? They're busy lawyering. So I feel like there were some digital marketing agencies out there that took advantage of the fact that there is not a lot of information for lawyers to help them understand what they should know about marketing. Now that said, there are some really great legal marketing agencies out there. I'm not the only one that is on the up and up for, for legal marketing. There are many out there that are fantastic. The problem is, is that I would say a lot of them are a bit predatory. Um, and what I didn't like when I was working with them was that the content would be legally inaccurate. Um, it would not be, it not only was it legally inaccurate, but it was not corrupt. Like, you know, there would be estate planning attorneys and they would be writing probate articles and the estate planning attorneys like, I don't do probate. And they're like, well, you're an estate planning attorney. Wow. And like, well, yeah, but I don't do that. Or the content would not be ethically compliant for the ABA or the particular state. And just a lot of that was going on. And so I set out to demystify 
the entire SEO process, the entire digital marketing experience. And, and to that end, um, I wrote, which way, which way am I going? It's this way. <laughs> magnet. I have my, I have my uh, camera on opposite, but I wrote click magnet. I have over 150 free articles on my website and I have free podcasts because I feel like once lawyers start to know what questions to ask of digital marketing agencies, they will know where their digital marketing dollars are going. Are they being used efficiently, effectively? And so that's what I set out to do once I saw all of those, all of those red flags at those marketing agencies that I worked for previously. And you bring up a really good point. Um, and even as you started naming, like I said, some of the, I guess you would say, some people might call it like insider baseball or it's like the, the insider lingo to marketing and SEO to where like how much of that, you know, do like lawyers really need to understand, you know, when they're trying to think through like, hey, I need to have a, at least somewhat of a framework to understand what this agency is trying to sell me. So how deep or how, you know, general uh, of an understanding should they have of some of those terms? It's a great question, actually, because you don't you don't know what you don't know, right? So one of the things that I did was um, in my book, I said, these are the questions you should be asking of digital marketing agencies. So for example, some of those questions are, what kind of reporting am I gonna get every month? What does that reporting mean? Is it gonna be a report that I can understand? If not, is someone gonna go over that report with me? How will I know that if I have an increase in 30% in traffic, is that good? Is it bad? Is it gonna increase more? Is it gonna stay stagnant at 30% for the next 12 months? Is that good? What's a domain authority score? Like you need someone who is going to start partnering with you. So maybe you don't really need to know about schema markup. Maybe you don't need to know about meta descriptions or how to do keywording, right? But you need to know that the person that you're visiting with, that's a digital marketer, is going to help you understand or as much or as little as you want to understand. They are going to partner with you to help you understand that your dollars that you're spending, exactly where those are going and exactly what the results of those are. And it's a little bit harder with organic marketing than it is paid advertising, right? Paid advertising, it's, you know, you get a click and then you get, you know, they went to your, and then did they sign up as a client? It's a little easier. Organic marketing is a little more fuzzy. It's a little more opaque you can start to still see what is the traffic to my website? What is going on? I think that the most important thing is, do you trust this person, right? Because at the end of the day, you're a CPA. People don't need to know every single thing about accounting, profit and loss, you know, all of the different nuances. They just need to know that you know it and that they can trust you. Just like when a client comes to them, right, they don't need to maybe know absolutely everything about how a trust is written, how a, a last will and testament is written, how to present, you know, a personal injury case or deal with a spoliation letter in a trucking accident case. They just need to know that, that, that they trust that lawyer, that that lawyer will give them the information that they need to know that they're helping them. So I think that more than anything, that's really important for law firms to feel like 
that they have a partner, right? In a CPA or in a digital marketer. Awesome. You know, I, I really love that perspective. Um, and, and, you know, I was listening to some of the other, you know, podcasts that you had done and, and you talked um, about kind of like, you know, that that trust factor. Uh, and, and one of the things you mentioned earlier about, you know, coming into, you know, seeing different digital agencies that were working with other industries and you said, oh, we'll just apply these same things to lawyers. So, you know, for yourself and focusing on law firms, how much do you think that that has allowed you to build trust with the law firm community? Oh, it's huge. Because when a lawyer comes to me and starts visiting with me about, let's just say estate planning, right? I can immediately start talking to them about, well, do you focus on trusts? Do you do wills and trusts together? Do you do certain kinds of special needs, trust, pet trusts? You know, what kind, how do you, structure and frame the packages that you typically give people. Do you do probate or do you stay away from that? Do you work on asset protection? Do you do a lot of asset protection? Do you work with Medicare and Medicaid along with estate planning? And there are just digital marketing agencies can't speak to lawyers like that because they just simply don't know the law. So once you're speaking the same language of someone else, they can understand you. And, you know, people tend to trust people that they understand and, you know, it feels like they get you. Like I tend to trust people who I feel like, okay, you get me, like you understand me, my business, my life. And so I will trust you with those things. And I think it's just really important that digital marketers that are working within the legal space understand marketing. Clearly they need to understand marketing and do it well and ethically, but then that they also understand the very unique needs of law firms, which is to showcase an expertise, an authority, a trustworthiness that let's say, you know, maybe a plumbing company, not that there's anything wrong with a plumbing company. It's just that maybe a plumbing company or a pest control company, maybe there's less of that factor involved in it. Because when you're hiring an attorney, I mean, let's be honest, people don't go to law firm websites for fun, right? They're going there because they really are freaking out about something. So it's an immediate need to showcase a trustworthiness, to showcase all of that. So you want to partner with a digital marketer who understands that. Awesome. I love it. You know, and I find some of the same similarities when it comes down to, to finance of just, you know, that people don't just, you know, peruse an accountant's website of just like, oh, let me see what they have going on today. <laughs> it's usually when a need happens. <laughs> right, right. They're there because they feel for whatever reason, a pain point that they're like, I don't know what's going on with my finances. I don't know if I need to bill more. I don't know if I need to charge more, if I need to have a better process to collect money from, from clients. I don't even know if I'm handling my money right. Could I be, should I be setting up a retirement plan? Like what should I be doing? And so they are there with some very serious concerns about, about their livelihood. So yeah, they're probably not browsing for fun. <laughs> Now, there's something else that you mentioned that, you know, it just absolutely speaks my language about, you know, making sure that we're, we're getting a good return on investment on our marketing efforts. And, and, I, and I recall from, from some of the other podcasts that I've listened to that you've done or, or different webinars where 
you talked about kind of the, you know, the, the combination strategy of using, you know, paid advertising and organic marketing. Can you talk a, a little bit about, you know, you know, how both of those or, or yeah, how both of those play into the strategy that law firms can use when it comes down to marketing? Well, I would say it's an unpopular opinion, but I would say that really paid advertising is not where someone should be spending digital marketing dollars. Unless, you know, maybe you're a bankruptcy attorney, it typically works well for those attorneys. Um, their clients typically don't leave reviews um, or don't um, promote the fact that they use, you know, they don't refer people because maybe they don't want to admit that they declare bankruptcy. But so that is one time I will say that paid advertising is usually very effective and efficient. And by the way, any marketer that you visit with should be creating a unique plan for you, not just shoving you into, you know, one of their three packages, right? Like really it should be bespoke and created for you. But the reason that I don't lead with paid advertising is this. So paid advertising is like buying an apple. It's a really really expensive apple. Now you'll probably get the apple, right? Eventually you'll probably get it, but it's very expensive. Now you could have put that same money in organic marketing, right? In a great website, in content creation, in social media, you could do that. And then when you turn off the financial spigot of paid advertising, it's over. You don't get anything else, but with organic marketing, you still have all those blog posts. You still have all the SEO that worked on your website. You still have all the social media posts that you created that maybe you can repurpose and use again. And on top of all of that, everything that's on your website is going to continue to showcase to Google your authority. So it is something that has a return on investment because you can continue to use that marketing over and over in different ways and repurpose it. If you have a blog post, you can cut it up and make a bunch of little blog posts that you can put out on social media. You can make a podcast on that article. You can do little tiny voice snippets on social media. You can have a YouTube channel with that content, right? So there's so many ways you can send it out to your email list. There's so many ways to use that one piece of content that you paid for versus the paid advertising that is just now over and there's no residual return on that. So I think if you're just starting out and need a client fast, it's it's possible that you should use a little, a little bit of that very expensive paid advertising to get, you know, to keep the lights on. But once you have a couple of clients, then I think it's really important to consider pivoting and really focusing and making sure that you are investing either your own time to do it yourself or hiring somebody to do it for you, that you're really investing in organic marketing to showcase your expertise to the world. Yeah, I really like that analogy. I mean, it, it, as you as you said about, you know, the, the paid is like getting that apple. Once you eat it, it's gone. But the organics like, you know, planting the seed of like, hey, it can produce more apples. You know, right. you're planting an apple tree, right? So it's growing and then you have all these apples and then there's a harvest year after year. So that's really the organic marketing versus just buying one apple. 
Gotcha. I love it. I love it. Now, when you're working with different clients, you know, as you mentioned about, you know, they need a marketing plan that actually makes sense for them. Not, hey, I just pulled this off the shelf and we're going to apply it to you. So when it comes down to the organic side, you know, do you find that some lawyers tend to have a hurdle in like just getting used to doing organic marketing? Yes, I think that you know, I'm a lawyer. So we are all type A personalities for the most part. Um, we like a lot of control over things and we like to see results quickly. So I think that the analogy, I'm big into analogies if you can't tell, but like the analogy that I use for lawyers regarding organic marketing is this. If you just buy a gym membership, you don't get cut and you don't get ripped and you don't get thin right? Whatever your goal is at the gym. You don't just buy the membership. I mean, I wish it were that easy, please. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but you have to either spend time or money in marketing. And, you know, if you start to put out really great content, work on your SEO, do all those things, that's like going to the gym every day, right? That's like eating right along with going to the gym, however much effort you put in, right? If you go to the gym every single day, you know, five, six days a week and you eat right after a few months, people are going to be coming up to you going, Terrell, you, you look great. Have you been going to the gym? And you'll be like, exasperated. You'll be like, oh yeah, I've been going a long time. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> so it's the same with SEO. If you work on your website, if you put out content, if you put out social media, directing traffic to your website, right? You work on your backlinks, you work on your keywording you do all of that for several months eventually google's gonna say hey have you been working on your website and exasperated you will say yes thank you for noticing so it's and again also like the gym if you stop right you stop going to the gym for a few months you gotta start all over again right like it doesn't just stay plateaued right like you start to lose it. If you start to stop going to the gym, eat McDonald's, right? It's down. It's the same with SEO. If you, if you stop, you know, bringing flowers to your suitor of Google, like Google is just has a lot of suitors, right? So you just want to be bringing stuff to Google content all the time so that Google keep dating you. Right? So <laughs> you just want to keep doing that so that Google keeps you at the top of of their search engine. But if you stop doing that for the while, you know what happens when you don't pay attention to, you know, your significant other, it doesn't go well. So, um, you know, it's the same as Google. You got to pay attention and, you know, show them that you are interested in being on their platform and then they will reward you by being at the top. So I think it's important that lawyers realize that, all of this takes time, you know, within three or four months, you should start to see something. If you are with a digital marketing agency and you see nothing after three or four months, you should consider asking some challenging and more difficult questions of them. And you should also consider whether or not before all of this, that you want to be in some sort of long-term contract. You know, if you want to be held hostage for a, for a year, we do month to month contracts with my company because I don't need to hold anybody hostage. So there are a lot of agencies out there that say, you're going to come with us. Your website is going to be on our platform. So you can never leave. 
and you're with us for a year. So, um, you know, I sort of encourage lawyers maybe not to not to do that. Go with a digital marketing agency that you know has a bit more flexibility um, in case things go sideways. But I think that to answer your question more specific, I'm sorry, sort of gone on a tangent there, but um, I think it's important that you know lawyers really understand that it does take time. It just takes a little bit of time, but that if there was somebody that they trust, then they should be able to ask questions and get answers that are that are satisfactory to them, that they know where their dollars are going. So they can go back to their accountant and, and say, no, it's a good investment and here's why. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that that is a, an amazing way to, to look at it. I, I love the analogy about the relationship. I mean, with you know, with Google, because I, I don't think that many people think of it that way is that, you know what, I mean, the same way you invest in a relationship, if you're not bringing something to Google, Google has very little interest in putting you at the top of their list. Right. Because they have a lot of other suitors that are bringing them a lot of stuff that they like. And at the end of the day, Go all Google is trying to do is figure out who to put at the top of their search engine, right? That's their job to give the best answer for when somebody types something in. So if you have a better answer, a longer answer, a more articulate answer, maybe one with a video or a infographic or something, Google will look at that and say, that answer is better than all of these other answers and I will put them at the top. And if you keep doing that, then Google starts to trust you. So when you come out with a new piece of content, it doesn't take as long to get to the top because Google already trusts you. So, you know, they know that you show up for date night, you know, every week. So they just know that when you show up for date night, they're like, wow, you really are giving me great content every single week. So I can trust you. So... Awesome. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, a couple of things I wanted to ask about is one is the book. So when people pick up a copy of your latest book, what should they be expecting to get out of that book? So there are a lot of books on legal marketing and I've read them all. And I will tell you what I did not find was a very specific and detailed roadmap and guide from start to finish. If someone truly wanted to DIY it themselves. So my book is not a shill for my company. It is truly, if somebody wants to DIY their branding, their website, their content creation, their social media, their backlinks, all of that, it explains to you exactly how to do that. More importantly, if you go through the book and decide, I don't want to do this, it will give you the right questions to ask a digital marketing agency so that you feel comfortable spending your digital marketing dollars with someone that you know is going to be able to help you get results and more clients, right? Because that's what it's all about. So that was that was the reason that I wrote that book. Awesome. Now, if people are looking for you online, where can they look to find your website or find you what, what you're up to next? So I uh, am at lockwell.com. That's my website, L-A-W-Q-U-I-L-L.com. Uh, there it is. And um Everything about me is on there. My podcast and my book and all of our services and everything is there. Um, all of, you know, the places that I've been featured, you know, um, or recently have spoken. Um, I was just at ABA Tech Show. Um, I'm going to be speaking at the Washington Bar soon. And so uh, you'll be able to find that on my website. And then you can also find me on Instagram 
And you can find me on, I do have kind of funnier stuff on Instagram. If I'm, if I'm not, um, <laughs> if, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I kind of have a little bit more fun um, on Instagram. And then um, I also have, uh, you can find me also on LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one final question that I love asking every guest is, so when you're talking to someone and say, hey, I was on the Law and Finance show with Terrell and you should definitely go back and listen to the conversation I had with Terrell. And here are two big takeaways you're going to get from that conversation. What would your two big takeaways be? I think my two big takeaways are if you are an attorney, you should not be doing your finances by yourself and you should not be doing your digital marketing all by yourself. Because just as someone comes to you for legal advice because you are an expert, even though you could do your finances yourself, even though you could do your digital marketing yourself, it is important as a business owner that you as a law firm outsource the things that, that maybe is not in your zone of genius. Like you could do it. Like we all know you could do it. But the truth is, is that there are experts out there that have dedicated their whole lives to doing this, right? A CPA, right, will help you with your finances. A digital marketer, you know, will probably be able to help you with your digital marketing. So I think that my takeaway always, also as a small business owner myself, is that it's important to delegate the tasks that are not within your specific zone of genius to people who it is in their zone of genius. Awesome. I love it. Well, Annette, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for being an amazing guest. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure um, to be here. Thank you. Mm -hmm.